You know, I've had probably the best 36 hours in recent memory. I would say probably in the last five-ish years or so. When did they take you back? Thursday night, I'm heading out, going to the gym like I normally do. And I'm saying, you know, I'm going to go off with my family member. We're going to hit the gym. And he says, hey, you know what? Let's go ahead and uh, try for max on our bench, right? And at my bench, uh, you know, years and years and years ago, when I was really, really in good shape, was 335, right? And so it's like, okay, cool, no problem. And last week I got 315 twice. I'm like, okay, well, we'll try it again. Why not? Fuck it, you know? So go in and then uh, get 315 up twice. It felt actually pretty easy. I'm like, oh, fuck it. Let's go. Let's go higher. Got 325. Got 325 twice. I was like, holy shit. So in the back of my head, I'm sitting there kind of doing some math going, well, you know, based upon that, I should be able to do basically 330, 335, somewhere in there, maybe even 340. You know, hey, we're, we're back, basically back in business, baby. All right, cool. So, you know, I was at the gym probably about three hours and, you know, working on some things, trying new techniques, and just really everything's just firing on all cylinders. So I'm like, all right, cool, you know, having a great time. So Friday rolls around. And uh, I'll get woken up by my boy. Hey, happy birthday, Dad. Hey, buddy, thanks. You know, and he hands me a card that he made. And, you know, it's, you know, something that, you know, a typical, you know, uh, kindergartner would make, right? You know, it's fucking beautiful. I'm like, man, this is great. And get up, go downstairs. The old lady, she's doing her thing. She's making food. Hey, everything's great. And I'm like, fuck, man, the house is clean. The boy's doing great. I mean, this, this is, we're starting to fire on all cylinders, man. This is great. So, uh, Fast forward a little bit, I go into, uh, I log online from my office, and, you know, because I work from home, and I uh, get on, and nobody has any problems. I don't have any issues to solve, nothing. Great. Kind of just easily working my way through the day, grabbing a drink, reading the news, fucking around, doing just dumb shit, right? You know, get about noon rolls around grab me some uh, old-fashioned uh, SpaghettiOs. I'm like, fuck, man, I haven't had SpaghettiOs in years. Hell yeah, let's have some of that. You know, eating my SpaghettiOs, reading the news, not thinking anything, right? Well, yesterday was Gun Violence Awareness Day, and these gun control people were on Twitter just fucking spreading propaganda and emotional manipulation, right? They're jumping on going, look, look at this poor woman. She was shot by a criminal. And if you don't vote for gun control, then you're a fucking monster. And 100 people a day are killed by gun violence. Blah, blah, blah. It's all bullshit. So I spend the majority of the day going to the FBI's website, finding out what the real stats was. It's not 100 people a day. It's 28. So I'm countering every single fucking post that they do, and they're getting pissed off at me. There's a um, a lady who's a uh, local uh, legislator here in my state. Her name is Patty Carter, and she is a fucking cunt. All she does all day long is push out um, gun control and housing. And housing, she actually had the nerve to push out this bill and she invited it over. It had to do with housing and people who were getting evicted. And she put out this thing, and the housing people said, listen, you know, you're going to fuck people with this bill. And she's like, nah, nah, fuck you, that's bullshit, whatever. Well, she passed it, and sure as shit, it fucked a bunch of people. 
And so this guy who was a reporter said, hey, you know, this, this bill you did fucked people. And so she said, I had no idea that it would do that. Well, they've tracked down the guy who uh, was there, who was the housing guy, and he said, no, no, I told her that that it was going to fuck people before she passed it. So she looked like a fucking idiot. Well, anyway, she's got this limp dick little faggot husband of hers who's just the best. He's a whiny little cocksucker, and all he does is just complain to Twitter about me. He's like, you know, this is offensive, and you know, that kind of bullshit. And every time I just lay into him, he's just the littlest dick motherfucker. You ever just see a guy who just, his wife is clearly the one running the show, where he's just this whiny little bitch, he does nothing all day, and he's his her little lap dog. That's the kind of guy we're talking about, right? So anyway, she's posting shit about gun control as well, because Gun Violence Awareness Day. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever, lady. So I post, no, you're full of shit, you're a fucking idiot, blah, blah, blah. So fast forward a little bit, standard day, get to around noon, go downstairs, grab me some lunch. Wife's uh, got me some uh, some cake, she got me some cake, all right, cool. Got a little candle, happy birthday, dad, hey, you're great, wonderful, blah, 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 nah, you know, this is fucking great, right? All right, you know, have a little bit of cake, sit down, watch some TV, my boy sits by my side. We're watching cartoons. We're doing everything, man. Just this fucking day is just going great. Then I have a meeting with the CEO of my company. And I lay out everything that all these projects that I've got that are basically waiting in the wings that are waiting on his approval. Now, I came, the company I came from, I did, you know, hundreds of people. I had millions excuse me, millions of dollars in IT expenditures, I really know what the fuck I'm doing, right? So coming down to a company this small, I can just bang out these projects in nothing flat. So a couple of hours go by, sit down in the meeting with the CEO, and I said, listen, this is all the things I need. I think we need to do, and here's the order I think we need to do them in. He takes a look at it, and he goes, yeah, yeah, you're totally right. You do this excellent work, love every bit of it. Fuck yeah, man. All right, cool. So I send off an all-staff email. Hey, guys, this is what we're going to do. Shoot me over a quick email. We'll schedule some time. We'll get you all squared away, right? Everybody's happening. Everybody's having a great time, right? Five o'clock rolls around. I'm like, all right, weekend time. I go downstairs. My boy's out front. He's riding his bike. He's playing with some neighbor kids. You know, my old lady's sitting there at the sitting uh, in the garage, keeping an eye on everything. You know, he's like, hey, dad, come play. All right, cool. Walking around, having a great time, chasing him down, pretending to race, you know, standard dad shit, right? And I'm like, God damn, you know, this this day's going pretty good. You know, sun is shining, you know, everything's going my way, nobody's giving me any grief, blah, blah, blah. Then my, uh, my, uh, um, workout stuff comes in the mail I'm like great I got some uh, elbow wraps you know these things are great they fit nice I'm like fuck man we're doing alright and then right around 6 maybe 7 o'clock I get an alert on my phone and this was something that I knew was going to happen I mean it was one of those things that you just fucking knew deep in your soul was going to happen but when you have it looking at you in the face saying this has now happened it is 
unbelievably surreal and watching it happen unfold and everybody else around you coming to the conclusion like oh my god the sky is falling just kind of brings joy to my face so let me back up a little bit what do I mean by this let me grab a drink here so there has been four major gun cases working its way through the court systems. Now, California has a law that says if a judge uh, gets a case that is um, kind of in his wheelhouse, those kind of cases go to him. That way you don't have to keep reinventing the wheel, right? You want a guy who understands, say, guns or transportation or politics or whatever, and then that way you know, you're not having another judge trying to relearn all this shit, right? So there's this judge, Roger Benitez. This guy has been called St. Benitez because he has continually gotten gun cases down in Southern California for the 9th District, which is pretty much the western part of the United States. And he is consistently voted for gun rights. So there's a gun case called Miller v. Becerra. And what it was was the assault weapons ban that California has had on their books since 1989. So we had this case wind its way through court and a lot of these gun cases really never went anywhere because they knew, gun, gun rights people knew that they didn't have the right judge or they didn't have the right votes or what have you. So they really kind of held things all together. And that's what happened at the Supreme Court last June. Last June, right around this time, they rejected 10 gun cases. And people were pissed. I was one of them. And come to find out, Justice Clarence Thomas said, Listen, I know you don't want me to, I know you want me to take these in, but I did not have the votes. I had people in those chambers saying, I will vote against these gun bills or these gun cases. And if he did that, that was it. There was nowhere else to go. So he's like, listen, we'll reject them, and then we'll come back to them at a later date. Well, then Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. We all remember when that happened. And liberals lost their motherfucking minds because they're like, oh, my God, Trump's going to get another Supreme Court justice. Well, that's exactly what happened. Well, so now there is a solid 6-3 to three majority, really more 5-4 to four because Roberts really can't be... Uh, trusted to, to uphold people's gun rights, but six to three. So now all these gun cases are winding their way through the courts and they're now starting to dovetail into one another. So what does that mean? I got a thing on alert on my phone yesterday that said Judge Robert Benitez said, ruled that the assault weapons ban in California was unconstitutional. And he wrote out this basic thing, and he used Supreme Court precedents. Back in 2010, the Supreme Court ruled in the Heller decision that you, if you had a gun that was in common use for lawful purposes, that it was protected by the Second Amendment. And that included the AR-15. Anybody with half a thought in their head knew that that one little bit doomed all sorts of bans basically from then on well a lot of a lot of courts have kind of ignored it kind of ignored it. well judge benitez didn't and so that was his ruling yesterday and today people are losing their motherfucking minds including patty carterer 
I jump online and I slam her. I slam her. I slam our attorney general. Everybody who's been pushing for an assault weapons ban and a magazine ban and all this other shit for the past 10 fucking years in my state, slamming them. I'm like, I fucking told you so. In fact, Monica Stonier, who's also a local legislator in my area, I met with her and I told her, you have to understand that this has already been ruled on by another judge who said that people had a fundamental right to assault weapons. I showed that to her in June of 2020, and she still fucking had the nerve to go on and vote for more gun control, even after I told her about the cases, and she said to my fucking face, oh, well, if it's if you can prove to me that these cases you know, happened, then I won't vote for them anymore. And I showed her on my phone, I emailed her links, I did everything, and that fucking cunt lied to me and oh that pissed me off so now it's game on so what happens sure as shit judge benitez says the assault weapons ban is unconstitutional and everybody online is oh my god i can't believe it what the fuck is going on the sky is falling and i am dying laughing because the the organization the firearms policy coalition those guys I've donated to those guys before. Those guys were the ones that were leading the pack to sue for this. And I just could not fucking stop laughing. Watching these people collectively piss themselves because people had the goddamn audacity to exercise their fundamental rights. Especially Keith Olbermann, that whiny little cocksucking faggot. I hate him too. Fuck him. So anyway, looking at all this, having a great time giggling like a maniac. Now, what happens? This is going to get appealed. It's going to go work its way through the court system. It's probably going to go to a three-judge panel. It's probably going to get uh, upheld that it is indeed uh, unconstitutional. They'll go to an en banc panel, and then guess what will happen? It'll go to the en banc panel, and then if the en banc panel hears it, they will likely overturn it. It'll get appealed, go all the way up to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court, we've got a six to three uh, majority. All of a sudden, bang. It's now completely unconstitutional to ban assault weapons nationwide. And I've been paying attention to all of these gun cases for a very long time. And I've been telling people, watch this case, watch this case, pay attention here, on and on and on. And now it's becoming clear gun control really, truly, finally is dead. And of course I'm looking around going, hey, Ice Cube was right. Today was a good day. <laughs> So, yeah, I did all that yesterday. And, of course, today, you know, I uh, I got up. You know, Mom came over, and she was visiting with her grandbaby and had to go to Costco and walked in. And the weird thing was is I, you know, I had my mask with me, you know, because I know stores lose their fucking minds. And uh, my mom says, hey, do, you, do they need, um, do you need to wear your mask? And I go, oh, there's a sign right there. The sign said, hey, you got your vaccination. You don't have to have, uh, you don't have to have your uh uh, mascot, I'm like, well, fuck, I'm vaccinated, cool. Toss my fucking thing right in my pocket. Walking around the store, walking around the store, I got a brand new nine uh, millimeter uh, concealed carry uh, gun that I got. I got a Glock G43X. The thing is fucking nice, and I got a uh, uh, Nighthawk um, in waistband uh, uh, holster. The thing hugs my hip. It doesn't imprint. Can't tell I'm carrying nothing. Walking around the store, no mask on. I'm with my boy, my mom. 
I'm getting uh, a couple of things around Costco. Got a gun on my hip. I'm like, mm, gonna be a good day, Tater. <laughs> uh, I just fucking loved that. I just had a grand old time. So, a couple of people have been asking me about an update for the comedy club, and I do have a update. So, right now we're kind of in a holding pattern. I uh, I've talked to my broker, and the broker basically said, listen. According to the guy, the owner's own estimates, he should be fine as of August. And I'm telling him we should wait until August, meaning we're just extending out the closing date. Why? Here's the things that he can do. The bank is saying, yes, we love um, we love the guy, meaning me. We love the guy. His credit score is perfect. He's got the cash. He's ready to go. He's rocking and rolling, having a grand old time, right? We have no issue with that. What we do have an issue with is yours, meaning the owner's, um, current numbers. Even though he's wildly profitable, no issues, because it's the SBA, they're like, hey, listen, we got to make sure that, you know, you're a little bit more. According to your projections, these are your numbers. If you get to the numbers that your August numbers are, we're in business, sign on the dotted line, we're golden. So I had a meeting with the bank had a meeting when in that meeting was the broker the broker said we have no problems nope we have no problems just meet those numbers sign off everybody's happy okay great after that i talked to the broker offline said hey listen just you know for your own fyi i'm still very interested in it i understand it's a little hiccup you know takes a couple of months okay fine it sucks but whatever i says i've already bought a uh, test uh camera system so i can uh kind of fuck around with that because I don't know what kind of camera system he's got. It might be great, it might suck, but whatever. I said, so I'm making steps to kind of, you know, show that I'm, you know, really serious about this. And then the, uh, so the broker says, okay. And I says, because here's, here's my thing. He's getting a, he's getting an offer from a qualified person. It's, he's not having any kind of bank issues. In fact, the bank is, if, if he went to sell this to somebody else, they're going to have the exact same bank issue. He's getting asking price, is it, you know, and he's and the things that I'm asking for from him really aren't unusual or an issue. So um, it's just one of those things that it's in his best interest to to kind of play ball. Um, what the fuck is this? Okay, my lady sending me weird fucking Skype messages. <laughs> so, anyways, so he's the broker said that he's going to relay that. You know, because that's his stance as well. Is listen, you can pull back, not sell the place, but you're retiring. You're in your mid seventies. You know, you want to retire. You got a guy who's basically, you know, giving you asking price, giving you everything you want. Is buying your other clubs that you want to sell. He's giving you asking price. Um, he's basically doing. It, it, it's a perfect offer, and all you have to do is wait until August. The only way you're going to sell sooner than that is if you literally pull it back off, you know, pull the deal away from me and you uh, put it back on the market, you get somebody who's interested and then offers you complete cash. He says, nobody's going to do that. It's just, it's not going to happen. So your, your best option is to just kind of let it slide, let it go, go from there. So that's where we're at with that. Um, hopefully the guy kind of sees, you know, the way things are and, you know, really pays attention and says, okay, yeah, you're right. You know, it sucks, but, you know, it is what it is. 
Um, and I'm more than happy to, you know, toss a little bit more money in as earnest money. You know, I mean, it still goes towards my down payment and all that, but just kind of make the guy feel better and all that. But the other thing I did, um, and I've been playing a lot of video games lately. You know, I've been kind of catching up on things. Um, I picked up that Cyberpunk 2077. I, uh, I bought it off of uh, the Epic Game Store. I'm usually a Steam guy myself, but uh, I was like, God, you know, they, they offered me a $10 coupon. And then they offered me uh, Cyberpunk 2077 was, um, was uh, uh, what's it called? It was um, on sale. So the game cost me like 30 bucks. So I was like, eh, you know, I hear these things. I said, I heard it's a buggy mess, but, you know, it's got this super expensive thing, blah, blah, blah. Fuck it, I'll buy it. So I buy it. Download it. It's 110 fucking gigabyte download. Jesus Christ, developers, help me out here. Calm down with these fucking things, man. Or at the very least, compress things so you can download it quicker. Jesus fucking Christ, man. So I download it. Now, I've got on my computer, I got a uh, NVIDIA 1070. I was going to pick up an NVIDIA 3080, but everybody's losing their motherfucking minds around here. And so it's like, no, I'm, I'm cool, man. You know, I'm not paying $2,000 for a fucking graphics card that's MSRP is like $699 or $799, whatever the fuck it was. Not fucking doing that. So, I fired up Cyberpunk 2077, and it was just sluggish. You know, you can, you know, my my 107, my 1070 graphics card, it was trying, but it was just, it's not there. You know, I got a first gen Ryzen processor. It's got an eight core in it. Um, I've got 32 gig of RAM. It's a decently reasonably decent machine, but it's just, it's not up to the task. So, I've been wanting to uh, to uh, buy. Uh, an upgraded system but chip shortages and scalpers and shit like that I'm like no I'm, I'm cool I'll hang out just a little bit longer and then eventually I'll go ahead and you know get that but nah so I just been kind of going back to my old tried and true hitman you know I got hitman 3 for me you know I've been a PC gamer for fucking decades you know I mean I started out um, there's a game it's an old fucking game I played this on a 8088 with a CGA monitor called Death Track. And what Death Track was, was this game. You were, it was a racing game, and you got weapons and you could fire at other people, and then the mafia would come by every now and then going, hey, you know, if you, you know, kill this guy, you know, on the track, you know, I'll give you a couple of bucks. It was a fun little game, you know. But, I mean, that was in the late 80s, early 90s, right? And eventually I moved on to other cool games, moved on to... You know, um, SimCity, I did Doom, and Duke Nukem. Loved, loved, loved Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem was one of my favorites, you know, the, the 3D one, not the 2D ones, you know. The 2D ones, they were okay, you know. But, um, and then in 2000, this Hitman game came out, and really fucking blew me away, because I was looking at this going, wait, wait a fucking minute here, you know. I'm, I'm playing a real Hitman, you know, most games it was like, oh, you're a space marine and you're, you know, this army guy or whatever the fuck it was. It was okay, but this was like a shadowy world of professional assassinations. So I was like, oh, all right, well, let's try this out, right? And, you know, one of the characters kind of looked like my boss at the time and I fucking hated him. So I, you know, kept playing that level over and over and over again. Um, and it really hooked me, you know. I mean, this this game came out 21 years ago. And every single sequel that came out, I played the living fuck out of, you know. I played, you know, from the Hitman 47 to Blood Money to, you know, all the way up to the latest uh, trilogy that they did, the Hitman 3, you know. Um, great game, great graphics, solid storyline, 
uh, runs well on my machine, the whole nine. And so it's kind of my my go-to tried and true. Um, for a while, uh, Grand Theft Auto V was the game that I was playing, and I really got pretty good at it. But the online portion it was just like, ah, eh, you know, it just really wasn't doing it for me. Um, and the problem was is that you know I would whenever I would sit down to play one of these games, I'd be like, okay, well, you know, I've got, you know, the wife. The, the baby, the the full-time job, running, you know, my rental empire, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so it's like, listen, I don't have, I don't play the, these games, you know, forever, you know. I don't play 8, 9, 10 hours a day. So I'd sit down and be like, all right, well, we're going to do a heist. All right, great. So we're going to go break this dude out of jail and rob a bank or some shit like that. And every time I play with these guys who were just light years beyond me in terms of skill, and all they would do is just like, dude, what the fuck you doing playing? You suck, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, of course I fucking suck because I have a life, you stupid motherfucker. I know what the inside of a pussy looks like. Calm down, you know? <laughs> so it, it just became unfun for me, I guess, you know? I played, tried playing consoles, you know? I mean, there's, there's very, very few games on consoles that really grab me. Uh, one of them was actually the latest Crash Bandicoot game. Loved that game, you know. I think it's called um, "It's About Time," and they, it's got a little bit of a more of a cartoony feel to it. Um, but the t the levels are tight, you know. Everybody's, uh, you know, the 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 graphics are really good. Um, there's new stuff involved, and I can sit down and play. You know, like 20, 30 minutes at a clip. You know, jump in, play a level, play, play, play. Okay, cool. You know, I got other shit to do. I gotta go. Great. You know. Um, in fact, um, because I have other responsibilities that actually worked for me when I was dating, you know, 10 fucking years ago, whatever, um, I remember I went on a date with a woman, uh, we were sitting at this restaurant and she says, tell me about yourself. And I says, well, you know, I'm, you know, in my mid thirties, I've got my own place, you know, I live up here. Uh, she says, what kind of car do you drive? Oh, I got this car. Okay, cool. And I'm just telling her about myself, right? And she starts perking up. Like, oh, really? You know, okay, all right. And so she goes, well, what kind of games do you play? And I go, well, what do you mean? And I'm thinking like board games, right? She's all like, you know, Xbox. You play any Xbox? I go, oh, no, I don't I don't own an Xbox, which I didn't, right? She's like, really? I go, yeah, yeah, I don't own an Xbox. She's like, well, PlayStation? No, I don't own a PlayStation either. Well, you play any video games? I'm like, well, you know, I got a couple of... Uh, computer games i think i was playing you know some stupid side scrolling game or some shit like that i says but you know i don't play a lot of games and, you know every now and then i do and she perked up and i'm like what the fuck are you perking up for right and she says you have to understand what i'm looking at i'm looking at a unicorn and i'm, and I'm not understanding what the fuck she's talking about and i go what do you mean she says well listen to me she says you don't drink often i mean i have an occasional drink you don't drink you don't smoke you don't do drugs you have a full-time job, you have your own place, you have your own car, you don't play Xbox 10 hours a day, what, what, what the fuck is wrong, you know, why are you single, and I was like, well, you know, I mean, I, you know, got bad luck with girls sometimes, you know, you pick a girl, and you think she's the one, and all of a sudden, it just turns to fucking shit, and so, to be fair, she fucked me that night, but, <laughs> um, but that was one of those things that, like, I, I, I love video games, I really do, but I just don't have the time for them. I, I prioritize everything else in my life to making sure that I have enough money for retirement, that I have enough money to put a roof over my head, enough money to put food, you know, in my family's bellies, you know, all that shit. I don't sit there and say, hey, you know, I'm going to go ahead and play the latest, you know, Call of Duty, you know, 6, 10, 15 hours a day, and then all the while, you know, everything else suffers, you know. 
And so, and I even told her, I says, wait, that, that perks, you know, because you're perked up on all that, you know, that that's, that's rare or something like that. She says, you understand. She says, the fact that you have those, those qualities puts you in the 99th percentile of men. And I'm sitting there thinking, what, what, what the fuck you mean? She says, oh yeah. She says, I've gone out with guys who have, um, you know, they play Xbox 12 hours a day. They got guys who still live with their parents when they're in their 30s. She said she she said she went out with a guy who um, rode a skateboard. I want you to I want you to very carefully listen to the, the words that come out of my mouth. Rode a skateboard to a date. Had a beard, old enough to have a fucking beard, and rode to a date on a skateboard. To be fair, this is Portland, and in Portland there's a lot of dudes who just, they look like men, but they aren't fucking men, right? And so she says, you know, the fact that you have all these qualities just puts you in the 99th percentile. And I said, well, I'm sorry, I thought that was just kind of, you know, being a man 101 shit, right? You know, have your own fucking place. It doesn't have to be great. You don't have to live in a fucking mansion. You can have like a one-bedroom apartment, but you got your own fucking place, right? Be a goddamn man. You know, make sure your family's taken care of. Make sure you've got your shit together. Make sure, you know, if 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 you don't have your shit together, a woman's going to sniff that out in two seconds. And, fellas, I'm telling you right now, it does not matter the kind of woman you go out with. A woman wants to go out with a man, okay? Now, the kind of man that she wants to go out with may vary a little bit. Some women like, you know, a big, strong, you know, bear-looking motherfucker, you know, hairy and all that shit. Some girls like a chiseled dude. Some girls like some other shit. But a man is what she's looking for, all right? That means that you got your shit together. That means you don't live with your mom. That you don't have a fucking air mattress. That you don't have any of those stupid things that you would think, what the fuck are you doing, you know? So pay attention and get your shit together, fellas, all right? Ugh. So anyway, as time went on, you know, I would start playing, you know, video games and, you know, having a grand time and whatnots. Uh, been playing, I just beat this one game called Hunt Down. It's a little side scroll. If you like old old school side scroller games, um, this is a great game, you know. I had a great time with it, you know, having all that kind of fun shit, you know. But, um, yeah, I just, it, things are starting to really firing all cylinders for me and I'm super stoked about that. And like literally the only thing left that can go my way is if I get a call Monday from the owner of the comedy club and he says, Hey, listen, you're absolutely right. Let's go ahead and make this deal happen. Sign here, here and here. I'm more than happy to wait until August or whenever the fuck. And we're on our merry little way. And I got a couple of ideas of some things I want to look at. You know, I'm going to kind of float those ideas to him. Uh, some things that I may change. I'll have to investigate what they've got. Um, but I'm super fucking excited, you know. I mean, I'm bench pressing almost as much as I have ever in my life. My, <clears throat> excuse me, my, you know, personal life is going great. My professional life is going great. My investments are going great. Um, although I am getting these fucking guys. It's so great. So when you own real estate, a lot of the stuff that you that about you becomes public record. A lot of people don't know that. So I own a lot of property in the St. Louis area. The market is absolutely white hot right now. If you own real estate, sell it right now, if you do. So I get these people who call me up and they go, listen, I, I sell this house you want, that you own, and it, man, I'm telling you, I was gonna give you a cash offer. And they always say the same fucking thing, cash offer. 
doesn't matter, okay? Something here's here's a little something you guys should know. If it comes in form of a check, a wire transfer, or cash, it doesn't matter. It's the same amount of money. So I get these guys, and I'll have a house. Let's say I have a house worth hundred thousand dollars, and I got a tenant in there, and they're renting out for twelve hundred a month, right? I will literally have a guy call me up and go, "Hey, man, saw your place. You know, I'm thinking sixty-five grand. You want to do that?" It's like, don't waste my motherfucking time. I get these guys. They're fucking weasels all the time. And every time they do the same shit, they go, listen, I want to buy your house for a lot less than it's worth. No. In fact, I had one guy, um, you know, call me up and offer me the same shit. Hey, let me find this uh, text message that I got from this one guy. It was great. Let's see if I can find him here. So, do, 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 do. Where is he at? Don't tell me. Oh, fuck. I deleted it. God damn it. Ah, well. So, basically, he called me up and said, hey, you know, uh, I saw this. This uh, You own some places. You know, would you, would you accept an offer? I said, sure, for retail. And he gave me the address. Uh, uh, he says, I'm interested in this place. And I said, cool. I says, I'm asking for retail price on it. He says, well, tell me about the property. No. <laughs> and it took him aback because we're going over text. He goes, what do you mean? No. I says, dude, I'm not going to do your fucking homework for you. I get dozens of these things every day. If you want to buy the place, do your fucking homework. Go on to Zillow, look at the property, drive by the place. I don't give a fuck what you do, but the bottom line is I'm not doing your goddamn homework for you to turn around, come back, and say, yeah, I know it's worth $100,000, but I want to give you sixty-five. Fuck you. Don't waste my fucking time. I got too much shit going on. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit there and entertain your little bullshit uh, fishing expedition. What they're doing is they're hoping that people are desperate to sell a place for anything, right? And what they do also do is they go through the property. They'll say, okay, this hundred thousand dollar property, we're gonna offer them sixty five thousand. But what we're gonna do is we're gonna go through the place and we're gonna make little notes. Oh, you know the uh, the furnace got a couple of years left on it, um, but that's gonna cost us about five thousand dollars. So now they're gonna come back and they're saying, well, we're gonna offer you sixty five, but we're gonna offer you sixty now because we need a furnace. And they hope that people are stupid enough to sign on that. Don't ever sign for these fucking things. That is one of the worst mistakes you can do. Toss it on the market, let people come through like normal, and sell it through normal channels. Don't entertain this because assuming that these guys get even if they bought two deals like that, they bought two houses for $65,000 a piece, right? They now have $200,000 worth of houses for $130,000. They've made $70,000 off of two fucking places. Don't ever, ever, ever sell these people unless you were absolutely beside yourself desperate. And even then, I, I really, really would not do that if I were you. Just please listen to that fucking advice. Don't fucking do that. That's, that's, I, I can help you there. So, anyway, so that's pretty much all the things that are going on right now. I mean, I'm just kind of, you know, smiling and having a good time, and, you know, the family's doing great. And, you know, my, uh, uh, oh, I did, uh, jump onto Twitter and, uh, Patty Curterer's little lapdog faggot husband, um, he got all bent out of shape and reported me to a bunch of things. And Twitter was like, you need to take these down. And I'm like, cool, man. Go ahead and take them down. Great. I'll take them down. I'll reword them and make them, uh, make them, uh, rephrase anyway. So <laughs> I'll make him do it again. Fuck him and her. <laughs> Especially considering she lives on the fourth floor of this fucking building. Um, it's fucking great. You know, one day, uh, I think that, uh, 
you know, she's gonna she's gonna find out real real fast that her constituents are pissed off because they just passed a whole bunch of new taxes and she's been spending money like crazy. So I've got a whole bunch of Freedom of Information Act shit coming down. So look for that. Alright, well, I'm gonna make this a short show today. Just figured I'd check in with you guys and blah blah blah. Um I know you guys have said that you enjoyed uh, Shuey last week, so I'm going to see if he wants to uh, join me for next week uh, and kind of continue on. We uh, ran out of time a little bit last week, but uh, he's a great guest, great dude. Love him. He's uh, really fun to have on the show. I figure we'll uh, put, him, put him on for uh, next show. So, all right. You motherfuckers, have yourself a good weekend. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>